there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Just checking with Barry Ferguson. He's got five Scottish Cup winners medals. He's with me tonight, of course. And alongside him, just about six or seven yards away, the Falkirk captain, Stephen McGinn. Stephen, you're looking for your first one. And if you win on Monday night against Air United, you're, you're at Hamden in the semi. I was trying to get you to say five between us. <laughs> that old gag, yeah. I won a, a big game to, to get to semi-final, so we'll, we're looking forward to it. You are buzzing tonight. It is. Just came in the office and it was a real Friday feeling. Sun was out. I expected snow, but the sun's out and uh, Gina's... Tunes were getting us going, so excited for the show. They were brilliant bangers, weren't they? And everyone is up for it this evening. Barry Ferguson, Scottish Cup winner, five type. Did you ever lose a final? Not in the Scottish Cup, no. no. That's it. Yeah, no. I know. And uh, Stephen McGinn, captain of Falkirk. So, any questions in the Cup, give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Ange Postacoglu, well, I saw headlines last night. They're saying Conte looks as though he'll go from Spurs and he was being linked with the job down at that new magnificent stadium. He was asked about it this afternoon. No, like, like I said in the past, I don't look at it at all. It's just not of interest to me and it's not, you know, I don't wake up and sort of get a daily briefing on the latest gossip whether that's football or non-football related, it's, you know, I get up every morning and I come to work and sort of deal with what's in front of me and the rest of it I don't, it doesn't mean anything to me, it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect the people around me, um, like most things, uh, you know, people want to have something to talk about and they pick things that, uh, you know, fairly obscure and you can sort of run with without worrying too much of any factual evidence behind it. Doesn't send his those off to Tottenham, Barry, does it? No, he, he's going to get linked with, with all sorts of jobs. The simple fact of the job he's doing at, at Celtic, but you can hear in his voice that he's he's not interested. He's got one focus, and that's making sure um, Celtic get through a, a difficult game tomorrow at Tynecastle. Sure is. Would you have liked to play under Ange Postecoglou, Barry? People have seen so many good things about him. Uh, a few people have been on the socials. Jack being one of them. Barry, would you have liked to play? And his kind of way of playing and intensity and, and just the way he is as a manager. Yeah, it's an attractive way of playing. The, the system he plays, it's very attack-minded. And one thing when you you watch Celtic, it's not just the, the, the good football they play, it's the energy levels. Um, they're obviously a, a very fit team. And listen, if you dip below standards, um, you, you won't play in a Postacoglu team. But yep, listen, he's, the, way that, the brand of football that he's brought to Celtic, you can see why the Celtic fans um, love him and you can see why the Celtic players are enjoying playing under him. Well, everyone knows how big it is for Michael Beale to win a trophy in the next... Well, it depends what you think, but certainly within the next year. But they would love to win a trophy this season. Scottish Cup, at the moment, it's sitting in the trophy room at Ibrox and he knows the value of that winning it. 
this year. Yeah, of course. We won the trophy last year, so there's been an extra focus for this competition, probably back from pre-season. That is something that you want to retain. It's the last game of this season as well, so we want to get to Hamden firstly for a semi-final and then push on to the final. And ultimately, our aim is to win the competition. It's really important to us. It's important that the group continue to show improvement. Stephen, I was reading Barry's excellent column today in the Daily Record. Uh, Michael Beale in the league, 37 points out of 39, which is you know very, very good, only bettered um, by Celtic. What do you feel about Michael Beale and the Cup? What's your feeling for Rangers? It's obviously huge and it'll be raw, their feelings of losing the Cup final to Celtic. Um, and I, I know they'll, they'll keep on uh, knocking at the door to, to cut the gap in the league, but it, is, it does look like the one trophy they can win between uh, now and end of the season. So... Obviously, it's a priority. They've got a generous tie. Um, I know Rafe Rovers are a decent side, but you'd like to think they take care of them and get get back to Hamden and, and really look to, to end the season on a high with a trophy. And in the paper today, Michael Beale was saying that um, the players, he can't believe that they lack belief in themselves because, Barry, they played so well against Hibs despite going a goal down and then they battered them. Yeah, they, they were very impressive, apart from the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Hibs went 1-0 uh, up but after that they showed a, a really good reaction in the last 80 or so minutes they, they were um, exceptional I've got to be honest with you the, the, some of the play um, was was excellent to watch some of the football um, full of energy and one thing that will be frustrating Michael Beal is two weeks previous to that in the cup final they, they didn't show um much of that, I haven't been honest yet. They showed the reaction when they got the goal back, but it wasn't enough and it wasn't good enough and he's been open and honest about that. So they need to show that sort of level um, every single week. Look, I know you can't play well every single week, Paul, but you've got to show the energy levels and the commitment and Wednesday night, they, they certainly showed that. They were, As I said, they were excellent to watch. Raskin's been speaking today, Nicola Raskin, who's come into the side, and I know you've been impressed by him, Barry. There's been the question, why didn't he play a cup final? But yeah. we've spoken about that. Yeah, he's a good player. Really enjoy watching him. Um, likes to go on the ball. Not scared, not scared if he makes a mistake, if he, he misjudges a, a pass or miscontrols it, he'll want it straight back. Um, so, yep, he's been... He's been really good to watch in the Rangers jersey. And him and Ryan Jack, and I've got to mention Ryan Jack, he was exceptional as well on Wednesday night. Um, and he's he's standing out, so that's one that's out of contract in the summer. And he's shown he's worth at this moment in time. He was man of the match. Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Who is coming and going in the next three months? Because that's all that's left of this uh, season. Uh, let's get the Ange team update for Celtic ahead of the early kickoff tomorrow, 12.15 against Hearts. From the other night, um, the only issue obviously is Dyson, who, uh, fair to say, he's improved. Um, he didn't train today, he was still working with him sort of physios, but he has improved and um, we'll, I'll see how he is tomorrow. Fair to say he's kind of 50-50 for it. Um, but everyone else uh, who played and the ones who didn't play, uh, they're all uh, fine to go. And he was asked about the person who scored the third goal, Aksabanovic. Yeah, no, apart from his goal, he, like I said, he made a good impact, but he has been, um, you know, he's, he's sort of come on the last few games and, uh, you know, critical moments of games and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's done really well. He's he's training really well. Um, physically, he's probably you know in the best shape he's been sort of since he's got here. It's fair to say he's had a couple of disruptive periods, and um, yeah, he's 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 doing really well. He's a really you know he's a clever player. He's um, 
he's always a threat going forward. He, you know, he works hard for us from a defensive point of view. Um, you know, he's still pretty young. He's only tw 23, so you know, he's still definitely got his best years ahead of him. And uh, yeah, no, really pleased with the way he's progressing. Stephen, what do you think of that of uh, Maeda? If he doesn't make it, what do you think about Haksabanovic? Yeah, well, it's obviously worrying when you see Dyson Maeda um, with the form he's shown since the World Cup, uh, getting out of Celtic Park in crutches. So on, on that front, it's good news that it may not be as serious as, as what that looks. Um, Haksabanovic, he's, I mean, he's in this pecking order when Jota's back at his best. Yeah. Maeda's been great since the World Cup. Abada, I mean, his goals changed the game at St Mirren. So he's had to wait his turn um, and, he, and he did a real good cameo, scored a brilliant goal. So I've actually got him penciled in for my team for, for tomorrow I think he'll be given the opportunity to start tomorrow What's your team for tomorrow then if Stephen McGinn was the manager? Well I think I think he'll go Hart I think the back four will return to the, the normal back four Johnston, Carter Vickers Starfelt and Taylor I think the midfield three will be the cup final mid three McGregor, Moy, Hitati and then I think it'll be Jota on the right Haksibanovic on the left and Kyogo through the middle Barry, very strong would you disagree or agree with Stephen? Yeah well he's got options <laughs> that's the thing that Postacoglu's uh, got Options certainly in in the front um, front areas of the uh, the pitch. Um, look, Maeda, I, I think. Listen, I f when I speak to a few Celtic fans, sometimes they're unsure about Maeda, but I think he does a brilliant job for yeah. the for the team. Listen, he might not be pleasing on the eye in terms of the most kind of flair player that wide guys are, are normally are, but he's um, listen. One thing about me, works hard for the mm -hmm. team, and he knows where the back of the net is. But as uh, Stephen just pointed out there. That is still a really strong Celtic 11. It would be a good match-up, wouldn't it? But Maeda against uh, Fashion Sakala, a race. Who do you think would win? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's a good one. It'd be fair yeah. to Fashion Sakala the other night. Again, he was he was really good. Yeah. Um, just sometimes, I think when... I, I'm not having a, a pop at him here, but when he has to think about it, yeah. that's when he struggles at times. Um, and when he's he just does it... Um, by instinct that's when he's a better player but he's Rangers used his pace really well at Easter Road on Wednesday night because the way that Hibs played they played so open and I think they played into Rangers hands but fair play to Rangers they used that they exploited the wide areas and that's one of the reasons why they were so comfortable in the game Stephen who's faster Sakala do you think or Maeda wouldn't like to play against either <laughs> of them but just with Barry saying about Sakala I mean Rangers have had I know they've had a bit of a tough time on, off the back of the cup final but they've had a few statement wins mm -hmm. Going to Livingston, win 3-0, Tynecastle 3-0, Easter Road 4-1. And Fashion Sakala has been a big part of it. Um, he's, he's a problem for teams if they really if they try and take the game to Rangers and they open up that space. That Sakala is the one real bit of pace that Rangers have got to, to exploit the space. Who's the fastest player you've ever come up against? Who would you think, Barry? Oh. Have a wee think during the programme. And what do you think out there? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 to call in or join the conversation at Go Football Show. Joe Hart's been speaking to the media today and he was asked about top striker, 25 goals in total, Furuhashi, Kyogo. Um, I'm loving watching Kyogo play his football at the moment. Um, he's so important for us as a squad. Um, he's, a, he's a top player. Um, he's a really good guy as well. I'm sure, you know, he doesn't give a lot away. He's quite a shy character, but he really expresses himself on the football field and I think us as a team, we spend it, we, uh, he gives us a lot of joy seeing making him happy and the runs that he, that he makes. The team put a lot of effort in and defensively puts a lot of effort in. So, you know, numbers-wise, not for me to comment, we'll see. Obviously, football is game by game, but in terms of enjoying playing with the guy, um, I can't speak highly enough of him. Barry's on the form of his life, Kyogo. 
Yeah, and, and what I find, I mean, we've spoken about it many a times. What I find, he's been, I don't, what was the fee, two million pound? Um, I seen he, he scores goals, but I keep going back to it. He's somebody you would want to play with, um, somebody who you you like to have in your team. It's not just the, his movement off the ball. As I said, he scored twenty five goals this season. It's the the work rate without the ball that impresses me more than anything. I've been honest with you. You would love to come up against him, Stephen, when I'm thinking about it. Because if you go through to a semi-final, you could be up against either of the big two. Yeah, uh, one one of the things from the other night, I mean, I just referenced it after, but not using him enough. Um, Hearts actually, I quite enjoyed watching Hearts the way they went about it. Um, obviously made changes with the game tomorrow in mind, but they went with a lot of legs. Mm-hmm. And with that, they played a really aggressive kind of high line. And not often at Celtic Park that Kyle goes on as much as that. And I think probably the habit is that they're needing to keep passing it along the back and moving but actually yeah. the other night Kyle goes on a lot more and, and when you're watching it the amount of times that Celtic Kyle makes that run that brilliant running behind and you could see Big Ange getting quite upset at the side because it, as Barry said he's just such a willing runner he's always looking for that ball through DDA Agat Jimmy's been on and he's mentioned somebody really fast you played against him Barry Agat at Celtic yeah, yeah. He, he was quick and, and do you know what I played against him a number of times. Yeah. That was a brilliant battle, did he? I got against Arthur Newman, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That there were two quick players, um, and that was a battle you always used to enjoy um, watching um, when you were on the pitch. I'll give you another name from the sixties and seventies: Bobby Lennox at Celtic. The buzz bomb. He played well into his thirties. He was so fast. Uh, Mark has been on to mention him. I'm not that old yet. Uh, no, I'm not. I'll tell you, ask your dad about it or uh, father-in-law. He'll know. Um, back to Joe Hart. He's speaking about that game with Hearts. Yeah, it's a good good game for us to play in. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Squad feels strong and we're, we're good to go. Yeah, look, they've, they've obviously got people they can probably bring in, but we're very much about focusing on what, what we can do and what we've got available. As I say, we, we know full well it's going to be a tough game and, and we want to be in the best position to, to have a good one. And of course, away from home. It's, 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 a, good, it's a good footballing venue, that's for sure. It's a good place to play. Um, a lot of passion, a lot of support for the, for the home team. But again... Um, like we're, we're very lucky to play at this club and have the, the travelling support that we get. Um, we feel confident and strong in, well, I've, I've felt, felt confident in terms of support everywhere we've gone, even to stadiums where COVID was an issue. If you know, even when COVID was an issue, we had people supporting us outside the stadium. So, you know, as potentially passionate as the home crowd can be, we, we always feel like we'd the, our supporters have got our backs. Barry, what do you think about Leo Labada's comments? It was a cryptic comment where he said, um, there are things behind my frequent use as a substitute for Celtic that people don't know about. I'm coming on as a sub. There are things behind it that people don't know. I don't want to go into it in too much detail. Could it be the case that he's an elite player and elite players are not always going to play? I, I don't know what way to take that. I, yeah. I haven't been honest with you. I've, I've read it. This is the first time I've seen it and mm. when I come into the, the studio, I've read it um, over and over and I, I don't know what you, what you think of that. It's, um, it's a strange Cryptic, one. It? Yep. Stephen, what's your thoughts? Well, I mean, the first thing you're thinking of is you're looking for the kind of negativity because these things tend to be kind of hidden digs. But I don't know. I mean, we've got a player similar at Falkirk and I mean, I don't think he'll like to be known as a super sub, but... Because he's so quick, mm-hmm. after about 60 minutes, if he comes on, he's he's been better for us this season when he starts. And I don't know if a bad, uh, I mean, when he came on at St Money, totally changes the game. The other night, he, he starts the game and, and the, there's not as much space for him to kind of travel with the ball, etc. So uh, 
I mean, we are always looking for that kind of negativity. It's a type of country we're in, but it might not be quite as bad as what we think. Could it be that that being an elite player and the, the, the style that he plays, he's not going to be on for 90 minutes or 100 minutes every single game? It could be. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I've read that again know, there right. when Stephen yeah. was, was speaking. Listen, as a professional, you want to play every single game. And listen, he started a few games for Celtic, you know what I mean? But one thing about him, he has made an impact. You've seen the game at the weekend against St Murnay. Come on, and I thought he made a, a massive difference to the Celtic team. Um, and as I said, listen, you forget what age he is as well. He's only 21. Phenomenal. Isn't it? He's so yeah, young. He is young. It's become quite of a... I mean, some of the Celtic players are used to not starting. And, yeah. I mean, Kyle got 25 goals a season. He probably expects to come off between the 60th and 70th mm-hmm. minute every every game he plays for Celtic. I don't know if it kind of... They're just almost used to it. Leela Bada and Matt O'Reilly, I think, have played in every game for Celtic. So it might just be that he just... I don't mean he knows his place, but he, he's in that 14-15 where he knows he's going to play minutes. It doesn't necessarily have to be from the start. Or maybe he's not happy and he wants to move. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Are you wishing that, Barry Ferguson? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like him. I've got to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I think he's, he's dangerous. And one thing about him is um, his assists mm. are right up there. And so his goals. His goal-scoring record for, for Celtic has been exceptional. And when the ball's on the left-hand side, because he obviously predominantly plays on the right, he's always flying in in that back post. He gambles every single time. On Ange Postacoglu, did you try to get him a move to Tottenham if that job comes up? Or are you now working in somewhere else for him? No, listen, I think every job that comes up down in England, he is going to be linked with it. There's no doubt. And, and at some stage, like any manager that manages his old firm up here, if they do well, they're going to be, um, there's clubs going to be obviously um, chasing them. Um, but for me, when you hear him speak, Sounds to me if he's settled at Celtic and he's enjoying it. Well, he was asked today about um, Robbie Nielsen's comments and you know Robbie well. I mean, the heat of battle at the end, he said, what do I need to do to get somebody sent off a decapitation? A wee bit over the top. Here's what Ange said. Look, I think I've said before, I think every manager's got the right and the prerogative to analyse games the way they want to. They can, you know, sort of summarise it the way they want to. What other managers say or think, it's of no interest to me. It has... I don't know what sort of why I would take into account another person's view of what I've seen. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't register with me. It never has. So, you know, like I said, every manager has the right to analyse and summarise a game the way they want to in in their eyes, and you know, that's fine by me. I've got no issue with that. What do you think, Barry? Was Robbie trying to get into the, the head yeah, of the referees? Yeah, listen, they've got a big game yeah. um, at, at Tynecastle um, on Saturday afternoon, early afternoon. Mm-hmm. So he's probably trying to wind things up there's no doubt about it Robbie's an experienced manager now um, and a bit of tongue tongue in cheek as well Is he good in the seven of sides? Yeah he is Um, Robbie was a a right good player Mm -hmm. Um, I've been unavailable for the last couple of weeks because I'm struggling with my calf but yep Robbie can still play the game You've been walking a lot and can we tell the listener how much weight not that you had to lose weight but no no, I'm just walking I don't want to get into it Paul come on I'm enjoying my walking that's what I'm doing Brilliant Try to get you out, but you keep. Um, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with you in every way. Stephen, what about those comments? Were you surprised? Are you bothered? Is it just a bit of psychology ahead of tomorrow's game? Yeah, I just agree with yeah. Barry. I think he's probably trying to stoke his own fans as well. I think he needs them to turn up and uh, Tyne Castle to be his best to really turn this into a right good cup tie and um, give them give them a chance for tomorrow. See, It'll be electric. Oh, we we'll want it. 
big time yeah. castle yeah, yeah. I, I think Stephen's bang on there he's, he's trying to get the fans up for it he's trying to get his players riled up and obviously Celtic players and I, I think it's going to be a proper cup tie um, at quarter past 12 tomorrow these two are right up for it Barry Ferguson and Steve McGinn you can speak to them 08 08 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go Go Radio sh- Football Show on a Friday with Macklin Motors Paul Cooney Steve McGinn and Barry Ferguson 08 08 17 17 700 so the Scottish Cup weekend kicks off in what two hours time Inverness up against Kilmarnock tonight looking forward to that one Barry yep I'll be sitting down watching it yep. two of my old teammates uh, Billy Dodds yeah. and, and Del McInnes um, and that'll be a tough one for, for Kilmarnock um, travelling up there I think that'll be a close one tonight but as I said in, in Wednesday I just fancy Kilmarnock I'll have that bit more quality just to edge it what was Billy like then in the dressing room? So when you one think of the money, to... one of the money oh, players I've ever uh, played with Dodgy. Uh, but I, can yeah. I, I tell you about Dodgy? Uh. Obviously, played against him when he was at Aberdeen and Dun United. And until you actually trained with somebody every single day, he was a lot better than I thought he was. He was yeah, he was a, a top striker. Dodgy um, could handle the ball, knew where the back of the net was. Technically, really good. And a right good teammate, but oof, I know a lot of people say yeah. I was money, but he he was up there. He with topped me. the chart. Yep. Yeah, what he about was up there. Derek McInnes, what was he like? Yeah, I, I was only Dell a year mm-hmm. when Advocate came in, and then Dell moved on. Um, but Dell was a good football player. Yeah. He played mostly West. under Walter the, the nine in a row um, time. Um, but listen, he could play the game. Mm-hmm. Dell, and he's went on to be a, a successful manager. I mean, you look at the job now since he's left. The job he'd done at Aberdeen, yep. um, he was coming in for a bit of criticism towards the end and until somebody moves on, you don't realise how good a job he'd uh, well done. And I was surprised um, that he, but, he took the Kilmarnock job of him, but honest mm-hmm. with you, because it was in, in the Championship, but fair play to Dell, he, he felt it was the right club for him. Um, and he went down there and he got them promoted and... Yep, he's he's an experienced manager and I think he'll keep Kilmarnock up this year. I really do. Um, their away form has been dreadful, but I think their home form will uh, keep Kilmarnock in the Premier League. But in terms of the game tonight, I think it'll be, it'll be I could see extra time in that one. Stephen, your old teammates, this time last year you were a big part of Kilmarnock. Um, what are you thinking for tonight? Yeah, t- tough. Um, I think it'll be really tight. We lost there twice last year, both, both trips up there, yeah. so... We, we never done ourselves justice last year um, and they'll not underestimate Inverness at all I mean Inverness had a real big victory uh, 3-0 at Livingston in the last round so uh, they know the quality they've got but I think I agree with Barry I think it may go extra time but I think Kelly Wedge it in extra time Do you think they've just got too much uh, experience? I just think it'll be when it, when it gets to extra time the bench the, the extra bit of quality they've got in the bench we'll see them through and how much would Derek love to win this battle? Because it's tough at home just now. Well, playing away from home, and I know that's a factor tonight. But is it a relief to get away from the league when it's such a slog? Yeah, well, I mean, I spoke to one of the boys in, in the last couple of days and we were kind of just reminiscing about last year and obviously that feeling of you win every week. And in the Premier League, it's so much different. Sometimes a point can feel like a win or the results elsewhere have gone your way. And it is much more a kind of physical... Uh, psychological slog almost that that's trying to stay in the Premier League that first year um, but what 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 Derek McInnes has got is a real good cup record um, I think if he keeps Kilmarnock up in the league this year and, and gets 
to two cup semi-finals potentially even a final I mean you've got to be looking at that as a Kilmarnock player tonight you win that game against Inverness you could be drawn against Falkirk career in the semi-final a chance to get to a Scottish Cup semi-final and you keep Kilmarnock in the Premier League it's, it's a real good season as, as tough as it is just now for them yeah, I couldn't believe the other night. I think it was Chris mm-hmm. that gave us the players that were out of contract. Yeah. 24 players. Yeah. Come on, I've got, I know yeah. there's, a, I think yeah. there's four or five loans in there, but yeah. 24 players are out of contract. So I'm sure yeah. Dell will have a, a busy a busy summer. But in terms of Stevens Falkirk, I'm sure they'll look forward to the cup game after that ridiculous decision he had against them. Um, we've not mentioned it yet we yeah, did we've, no, we've do been you know backing what? you I've actually yeah. watched it again yeah. a right few times I just cannot get my head round that the linesmen or referee actually are debating that went over a line Stephen is it any easier now? no uh, I think I mean, it's worse and, uh, yeah. it was worse because see at the time I mean I came off at six, I came off about 60 minutes mm-hmm. and so when the first goal goes in I'm at the side and you're actually kind of looking at some of the reactions involved and a few of their subs run and the linesman goes right away so you're thinking maybe that's just crossed over then, then when you speak to the linesman after that and he's going to say no definitely 100% goes over the line and then you watch it but we watch it you get sent it the next morning you're thinking that's not even close it's different. fair enough if if, yeah. if the goal's in and he can't see that's definitely in and he can't give it surely he can't give that unless he knows categorically that's in but I don't want to kind of wind you, but it done. See, Dunfermline are having a really good season. We we took in that third quarter there in, in the league, we took twenty four points at twenty seven. You know, I mean, we won eight games in a row in in that quarter, and we didn't really make up any ground in Dunfermline. So, what a job James McPake's done! Really hard, really hard team to score against. I think that was a sixteenth or seventeenth clean sheet. So, um, the Falkirk fans won't thank me for it, but they they, they have stood up to a real kind of onslaught from us. Yeah. It's all kicking off down south at the BBC on the Gary Lineker situation. Sky reporting that he didn't agree not to appear on Match of the Day tomorrow, that he's been stood down by the corporation. So more on that. But uh, he's got himself at the centre of that. He spoke out. Um, I see Ian Wright's... Uh, he's now said he won't appear. Yeah, yeah I like Ian Wright. Yeah. I like that. You like it? Yeah. Sticking together. Sure. So, well, it is indeed. So, that's it's all kicking off in Sky at the moment. Uh, with that, I'm just looking at the commandant players. Alibioso, of course, is on loan. Alston, um, Scott Robinson, there's so many at Kel Vassell. He's out of contract, uh, loads of them 20 odd players. Jordan Jones, I know it's loan, but uh, you want to sign some of these maybe permanently. Jordan Jones, yeah, I mean. Uh, I think it's no secret this, the squad's too big yeah. um, but if it helps if, if that amount of players it gets them over the line and establish, they do not want to drop back into that championship it's, they have to stay in the Premier League so it's fitting. I was in Glasgow on Wednesday with the wife and kids and I bumped into Lee Hodson yeah. just asking him how it was going on at Party Thistle and what his plans were for next year and he, he says I'll need to speak to Kilmarnock and I'm saying what do you mean you need to speak to Kilmarnock and he says I'm still contracted there I'm only on loan at Party Thistle so there's another one for the list but yeah, I think um, it was something. I mean, Derek inherited a big squad last year. A lot of boys that weren't his signings had signed two year deals under Tommy Wright. So I think his hands were tied in some situations. But fair play to Commandant Board. Uh, I think they've more than backed him as well. 
Steve McGinn's here along with Barry Ferguson 08 08 17 17 700 so we heard from Ange Postacoglu Celtic's only worry would be Maeda for the cup game tomorrow 12.15 kick-off Rangers play with Rovers on Sunday here's the update on the team from Michael Beale No, it'd be the strongest team possible for the game uh, one or two bumps and bruises but nothing major boys have had a couple of days recovery so we'll train tomorrow and then, then make our uh, mind up on the team Ridvan and John Suter and Leon King are all available for selection as well. So uh, it's a it's a difficult decision to cut that from 21 to 18 for the weekend. What are you thinking, Barry, at the moment for the Rangers team? If everybody's fit and available, it's the same team. Uh, the one that played with Kuma- uh, against Kamarnock, sorry, the one that played in, in Wednesday night, and never made any changes. And I would go with the the same team again if everybody is fit and ready to go. As I said, I was really impressed with them. Um, and you've got to give the utmost respect to Wraith Rovers you can't go in thinking because they're a championship team this is going to be a walkover Wraith Rovers will come and make it difficult so Rangers need to make sure they're 100% on it because as I said Paul they have to retain the Scottish Cup no question here he is speaking about Wraith Rovers they've lost one in 10 games they're in good form it was the last game they lost so maybe that's a motivation from this week in terms of their training to and I'm sure Ian's getting into them. Obviously, he played for the club. And then secondly, you know, the warning's there. They beat Motherwell 3-1 in the last round. So the warning is there for us. Stephen, you know them. What will they be like, Wraith Rovers, against Rangers? They're a good, good football inside. You know, my, my current manager, uh, John McGlynn, had them um, playing good football for a lot of years. And Ian Murray's came in and continued it. Signed a couple of players. One that Barry identified a few years ago as a good player that could play up the level. So uh, he's quite a big player for them. Michael Beale's been speaking about a player that you were talking about in your column today, Antonio Cholak. Here's the manager. Yeah, I think for Antonio, he was injured before I come in. And since I come back in, he's been fighting for fitness. He had a period where he was coming back and he got injured again. He's played bit parts here and there. But I think I think he's had four starts since I've come back. Three goals, a couple of assists. Certainly in the last week, he's, he's looked sharp. His energy and his personality on the pitch has been seen and fashion works off him. I thought the front three were excellent the other night, as were the midfield. There wasn't a bad performance in our, in our team. And if you've got the shirt, I think it's right you keep it. Before then, Alfredo had the shirt and was doing well. But in this moment right now, it would be, hard to, it would be very harsh on Antonio if we were to take him out. Barry, has everyone underrated him? Yeah, but, well, listen, you can't argue with his goal record. I was just unsure of his all-round play in terms of Rangers number nine, like his build-up, link-up play. I just was unsure. You can't argue with, listen, he knows where the back of the, yeah. the net is, no doubt about that. The difference I've seen in him, watched the Falkirk game and I thought Wednesday night again, he was he was excellent. Um, as I said, he's, he's one-touch layoffs, his movement... Can never argue with, as I said, his goal scoring and his his work rate for the team's mm. really good as well. But I've seen a, an improvement over the last two games, and he deserves to keep that that jersey up top because, um, as I said, he's he's been on fire the last two games. I know he never scored against Kilmarnock, but he was Rangers' best player at the weekend. And you spotted this when he played for Malmo against Rangers that he was good out, outside the box. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean when he scored a double at Ibrox, right, remember? and he, yeah. he was the one that stood out like a, a sore thumb and I did maybe I'm been too greedy I've mentioned that in my column yeah. I expected that when he came and I just thought it was a bit of a different player but he's listen the last two games as I said maybe Michael Beal has worked um, on him in training I know he's had a calf injury maybe that's been a 
a problem for him. But as I said, Paul, the last two games, um, I've been really impressed with him. And for me, he's the main, he's the main uh, striker at Rangers at this moment in time. The manager was asked about Morelos. Has he dropped? Not really, no. I think he understands it. I think he's a number nine. He knows you could play them both and take fashion out, but it wouldn't be fair on fashion either. So it's a nice place to be. We've not always had them options this season, and now we do. They have to fight out in training, and when they get minutes, they have to they have to own the shirt. That's a nice place for me to be in, having competition. Sometimes that can be a big driver for the for the players in terms of their standards. Stephen, what are you hearing there? Yeah, he's dropped. He's dropped. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't really think he. I mean, he can't. Uh, he can't really complain. I know he's he scored in the in the cup final. He's he's had flashes of the old Morelos, but. He's not consistently done enough to to keep Cholak out of the team. I mean, Cholak's having a good season. Sakala's having a good season. Morelos, by his standards, isn't having a good season. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Rangers fans, what are you thinking um, about Morelos or Cholak? But good, Barry, to see him getting credit now, Cholak. Yeah, now, yeah now well, he's fit. listen, yeah. you, you want to see players do really well. Rangers spent a bit of money on him. I think it was just under £2 million. As I said, his goal-scoring record's excellent. Um, you can never question his work rate for the team. I just think the quality over the last two games has went up a notch, and that's where I've been impressed. At the moment, in the media conferences, Ange Postacoglu gets asked about you know jobs maybe in England. I guess for Michael Beale, he's asked about the players going out of contract. What about Ryan Kent? We've had discussions around it, and we've both parked everything until we find the moment. So the next moment will be the international break where we sit and have another chat. We, we're we both core, we're both on the same page. Um, and I think it's right after the amount of years he's been here and the changes in his third manager here as well, uh, that he takes a, a time to consider his options and it's the same time that we do as well. We've not put anything in front of him, we've just had conversations. It would be, uh, at this moment in time, I think that's the best place to be. Is Ryan Kent playing very well at this moment in time? Yes, so there's no issue. So we just keep moving forward. Still building the squad that I want for next year. And if he's in, it's because he desperately wants to be here. If he's out, it's because he didn't. So it's quite clear in, in that sense. And our relationship will always remain the same. It's a young boy that I see at the start of his journey. So I'm very proud of what he's achieved so far in his career. Stephen, what do you think's happening? Well, I mean, off the back of Conor Goldson, I, I fully expected Conor Goldson to leave last summer. And then he signs the new deal at the last minute. So he'd never say never, but... I fully expect Ryan Kent's Rangers career to be over after this this summer. Um, I think it, I think if he was going to stay, especially Michael Beale coming in when he came in, I, I think he'd have signed by now. And where could you see him playing? At what level is it? At the Premier League in England? Is it? Well, I, I expect it to be England. I don't think he's going to go into the top ten in England, but I think maybe bottom half of the Premiership, top half of the Championship. He's he's well worth a gamble and a free transfer, considering the. The fees talked about in, in the past and the potentially Ryan Kent, Ryan Kent at his best is shown at a European level. He can be a, a game changer. Yeah. He, games Rangers had away in Portugal and yeah. Braga, Russia Dortmund night. Why would you not take a gamble on him in a free transfer? Barry. We've talked about yeah, it so I've many been asked times. About the, the two of them. I'm swaying more towards I think two of them will part ways with with Rangers. But in terms of I think Morelos will leave. I do Ryan Kent I'm swaying towards that he may leave Rangers but on the flip side of that Paul if he agrees a new contract I would be more than happy he's a player that I rate highly the only criticism I could label against Ryan Kent is 
I want him to score more goals. His assists have been not too bad if you look at it. Um, one thing about him, he's got great qualities. Even when he was going through a tough period when his he's level of um, play wasn't what he would expect yeah. it to be, he still worked really hard for the team. And that tells me that he's a good character. Um, but whatever happens, listen, he's been a, a good player. But the only thing that's great, Rangers have paid £7 million and yeah. they've let a player at that level's contract run right down and they've got a real chance of, of losing a player. Morelos is a bit different. He was only a million, I know a million pounds still a bit of money, but it's not as bad as the outlay they had with, with Ryan Kent. So if Ryan Kent decides to stay, I'd be absolutely delighted. Ange Postacoglu coming up after the break, talking about the strong mindset that he demands from his players. And I was just thinking Michael Beale saying he wants them to believe in themselves at Rangers. That's coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Celtic in action tomorrow, 12.15, the early kickoff. Stephen, that kind of... Have you played at 12.15? Early in the day, is it is it very different for you then in your preparation? Yeah, I mean, when I was at St Mirren, it was the old, uh, anytime you played at home at Celtic Rangers, you were yeah. half 12 on the Saturday or Sunday. I, I didn't like it. Never. No. I mean, always prefer, well, definitely a Saturday at three o'clock, but always preferred a night game to an early kickoff. Paul's been on asking a different Paul, saying, what was it like though? 9,600 at the game the other night, Dunfermline against Falkirk. Okay, you lost, but what was the atmosphere? That was good. The games are, I mean, we've played in three now. Um, they're, they're really good. Um, fierce rivalry, really. I mean, it was really good right from right from the yeah, warm-up. I didn't really realise how much mm-hmm. they, they dislike each other. I couldn't believe it. Aye, so, I mean, I see because of, I mean, to see if any other team's eight points, from where Falkirk have been the last few years, we're actually having a decent season. We are, we've kind of got the club going again. We're in the quarter-final on Monday night, but, because it's Dunfermline we're behind it really it's, it's a sore one and has that affected maybe the tickets for for the game no I think we get enough uh, sales in before Tuesday night Good. just to uh, keep it so it's, it's, it's going yep. to be another big night I mean yep. um, one of the big things one of the big attract, attractions with, with Falkirk is it's a good place to play football and then when, when it's full in there it's, it's a real good place to play so training tomorrow what's the routine oh because of snow I mean we've, we're changed we're training at the Orium Oh, in Edinburgh so suits the Edinburgh boys and the Edinburgh base manager of course but, uh, yeah I don't think Stevie Clark's liking it is he he wants to bring it back through to the west of Scotland but it's a great facility have no, you it's, I mean it's yeah. brilliant um, Hearts have they've got, they've got real luck I don't mean lucky but they've, it's a brilliant setup. Um great facility when we train there so um, if we avoid the snow then it's been a great decision Falkirk against Ayr will get Barry's decision what about Andy Walker then so I, it, absolutely entitled to he played at Ayr United but last night so Big Oz was going for Falkirk Monday night he's a crowd pleaser as we all know and Andy Walker was like oh, I think it's going to be Ayr United but you were listening I don't yeah. even think he was he, he was sure in at Ayr United no doubts he had Aye. Ayr United to win so uh, Big Craig can have a ticket for the semi if we get that <laughs> <laughs> Celtic uh, against Hearts I think Falkirk will win and uh, Steve McGinn will score too <laughs> <laughs> Barry started early this weekend the hospitality no, do you know oh, what exactly. but I've, yeah. I've watched there a few times I've been on the Friday night games that they're quite a, a physical team yeah. Air United um, and, and they're going they're going pretty well in, in the championship mm-hmm. so listen I think all the cup ties are they're great are, yep. are crackers yep Directors what a chance to get into yeah. the semi-final but and I get know. to Hamden that, that's the sure. driving force here. you want to get yeah. the national stadium and and get playing there 
that's where the cup is magic, isn't it? You're going to have Falkirk or Ayr or Inverness or Kelly up against Hearts or Celtic or Rangers or Wraith Rovers. So it was 2-0 Glasgow against Edinburgh, as we said the other night. What's going to happen over the weekend for Celtic playing against Hearts tomorrow? Lauren Shanklin's still a doubt for Hearts and that could be an issue. Second top scorer. Yeah, 21 goals. Yeah. Um, so, yep, of course he's going to be a, a miss. Um, I watched the highlights of the... Mm-hmm. Celtic Hearts game at Celtic Park the other night and Hearts look pretty pretty decent um, and that, that's them leaving out yep. obviously Shanklin was out injured Kingsley certain starter Snowgrass um, Smith Smith was on the, the bench the full back yep. Yep. yep so that's guys that you would concrete they would play no doubt about it but I thought Hearts gave a, a good account of themselves and, and I'm sure it'll be a different lineup. and same with Celtic they made a few changes as well and cup games are always feisty um, so that, that's a cracker see quarter past 12 mm. at Tynecastle it'll be a full house they'll be up for it and that's what we were talking earlier on that's why Robbie's started a wee bit a wee bit of um, the needle a wee yep. bit of needle and that's what you yeah. want listen a wee bit of needle in the game it's a cup tie it's a chance of getting to the national stadium in the semi-final so bring it on Here's and speaking about tomorrow's game. You know, even if we were going in with the same lineup and they were going in with the same lineup, it's a cup game. It's a different sort of beast to a league game. It's away from home as opposed to home. So there's always, irrespective of the kind of lineup or formation or any of those kind of things, it's all, it's, it's a different challenge. As I said, leading into these two games, you know, it's pretty easy to differentiate one with the other because, like I said, there's you know, cup games have always got a, a sort of different. Uh, nature about them and, and playing away is different as well so you know we understand that we're prepared as we always do for every game that it's going to be a different challenge uh, tomorrow and understanding you know what what we can bring to that um you know and, and making sure that like the other night um a really strong mentality in in, in in playing our football and knowing that the solutions to whatever the challenge may be tomorrow and we don't know what that may be uh, we find within that context he's also been speaking about the mindset at celtic on this unbeaten run. You know, somebody's asked whether, you know, I think it was Haxabanovich was disappointed on missing out. Well, that doesn't come into the equation. Having a strong mindset means you're not disappointed in missing out. You're waiting for your opportunity to play. That's the difference. And, you know, like I said, we do that on a daily basis. I think all the players, um, you know, know that, you know, they're never going to be in a space here with me where they're comfortable, where they know exactly what the next move is. You know, they constantly, you know, put them in a position where they need to keep being the best they can be and keep improving themselves. Um, and that's not easy because, again, human nature is you want to be comfortable and it would be easy for me to, to, to sort of, just because we've had, you know, we've obviously been on a good run to, to relax things around here and then people get sort of comfortable knowing that, yes, I'm going to play, I know where I fit in and all these kind of things. And that's where I think you lose that strong mindset. But if you're always a little bit uncertain about your place, then you deal with that on a daily basis and you, that makes you stronger mentally, I believe. Stephen, it keeps them on their toes. Yeah, I think, I mean, the quality of the squad keeps them on their toes. You look at someone like David Turnbull, I knew sub the other night and you're thinking you make five subs and um, he said he's had a really good 18 months for Hans Postacoglu and he, and he falls just short. So I think it's the quality. You, you miss your chance, you come on, or you, you start the game and you don't take that opportunity. There's so many good players waiting to come in and I mean, speaking of minds, nobody will ever be happy not to, not to play. Everyone wants to play, but you probably do appreciate the quality and you think, well, if I go in here and I haven't really performed, there's guys coming in the Celtic team and they're scoring or they're setting up. Guys like Leela Bada comes on at St Martin, changes the game, 
didn't really happen for him the other night at Celtic Park against Hearts he'll probably find himself out of the team tomorrow so it's, it's just the quality of the squad they've got Barry it's, uh, the success continues for him he's obviously got a real grip on the players in a yeah. positive way yeah the vibe I get for that is um, you've got to train the way you you play I've always had that mindset I'm sure Stevens get that that mindset and if you dip below that level then you won't be in the, the starting team but the, the beauty of having a a strong squad um, with a lot of quality in it is when you get that jersey you need to make sure you produce if you don't produce the goods then there's somebody going to take take over from you so that's the way you want it and listen it's, uh, he comes across really well and he's, he's obviously got high standards but that's the way it should be mm. he set the bar high uh, Joe Hart's been speaking about the game when they played not that long ago the 4-3 game and the man who was in your chair last week uh, Lauren Shankland scored a hat-trick but Celtic won um, yeah it was a difficult game you know there's been a lot of tough games this season especially away from home but um, like many of them we've, um, we've had enough belief in our system and players to, to find a way uh, we did that time but you know, every game's different. Every game's different. We put that to bed a long time ago, and we've moved on since then. I'm focused on uh, every other next game, if you like. And um, again, Hearts away is, is the next one, so that's the one we're going to have all our focus on. He speaks really well, doesn't he, Joe Hart, your old teammate? Yeah, he, he speaks well. Uh, I, I said he, he'd be a, a real good sign, and not just by the, the qualities he's got as a goalkeeper, but his, his personality. He's a big personality, Joe. Was he yeah. loud in the dressing room? Yeah, he, he was demanding. Um, Typical goalkeeper, they're a different breed, yeah. let's be honest. Um, but he was, um, yeah, he's one of the guys w- w- I played where uh, if things weren't going right, he wasn't scared to dig people out. And um, I like people like that, as I said, um, good mentality about him. And I think he's come up here. Uh, he could have easily have stayed down in England and earned an absolute fortune, but it tells you what type. I know he's made a lot of money in his career, yeah. but it tells you that he wants to play. And he's come up here and I've spoke to him after the Alloa game and he, he yeah. couldn't believe it. He knew Rangers and Celtic were massive clubs. Mm-hmm. But until you actually come up and you play in front of the crowds, you realise the demands and the expectations. I think it took him back a bit. And did you find him still hungry for success? Yeah, you could tell. You yeah. can see that when he plays. Yeah, he's uh, Listen, that's the type of characters you, you want about the, the place. And... Still, you get some Celtic fans that don't really fancy him, which um, I know he's made a, a few mistakes in terms. That's the way that Celtic want to play out for the back sometimes. Yep, yeah. get your boot through it and get it up the pitch. Um, but it doesn't affect him. It, that's one thing about him. If he makes a mistake, he just gets on with it, puts it behind him. Stephen, what do you think of Joe Hart? Oh, he's been an unbelievable signing. Yep. Just that, as he's still hungry, I, th- I think you could tell his celebrations after the cup final. I mean, he celebrated that like. Sergio Aguero just scored that goal years ago to win him the Premier yes. League. I mean, and that's why he's been a top player. I mean, he still have that drive and hunger for trophies, success, um, even at his age and with the, the quality of career he's had. But just touching on that 4-3 uh, game, that's what Tynecastle needs to be for Hearts to win tomorrow. And I think that's part of why maybe Robbie Nielsen's talking about it. That if Celtic are able to go and have a controlled performance, play their football, they'll win the game. But if Hearts is... That, I mean, that day was penalties given, penalties not given. All sort, there was all sorts going on. That's Hearts and Tynecastle at its best. Did, was Joe celebrating after the cup final? <laughs> uh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? I, I yeah. didn't see it. I, I turned it off. Oh, you were away, stage. that's right, yeah. <laughs> you were up the tunnel. You'd gone. <laughs> you didn't stay for, this, for the presentation no, but of the l- cup. Listen, yeah. that's, that's the type of guy he is. And you know what I mean? It's easy for guys just to say, right... Uh, he did the Ronnie Rowe. 
if you've done your fair amount of that there Ronnie Delia celebration I didn't see it as I said Stephen I turned it off at that stage <laughs> no complaints about the team that Stephen McGinn gave us about half an hour ago for Celtic do you think he's always got something up his sleeve yeah but it's the team that Stephen yeah. gave us it's um, I mean it's 100% it's going to be that back five yeah. I'm including Joe Hart sure. and that yeah. I mean I think Johnson and Taylor 100% stick on to come in Ross and Burnaby did alright for you the other night though what did you think? I've only seen the highlights, the highlights. Yeah. Um, but that that's his number one right back sure. number one left back that midfield three for me is um, the strongest midfield three at this moment in time for, for Celtic uh, Kyogo through the middle I think Jota it's only that one Haksabanovic yeah. mm. um, Abada or Mieda that's the only change that I could probably see Postacoglu making Stephen, what did you think of the throwbacks? How did they do? Because they hadn't played for ages, Ralston and Burnaby. Yeah, and I think the first goal comes from uh, Anthony Ralston not playing for ages. I think he's caught yeah. in between. I mean, if he's played the, the 10 games previous, he's, he's probably not caught in the middle. He thinks, can I get that? Can I not get that? Mm-hmm. In the end, he gets caught in between. And hearts of it, it's actually a really good move. I mean, Halliday, it's a great overlap and a great ball in for Ginelli. Um Burnaby, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's happened from yet, Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I think partly down to Greg Taylor's form. I think Greg, Greg Taylor's been excellent, but he looks a bit rash. And I think even I didn't think it was a red card tackle, but even he's um, he's kind of lunge. It's, it's kind of you can tell he's got that eagerness to do well, but it's just not really happened for him. It was a bit rash. I think that's a good word. Was, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and I still when you, when you press pause and where he's caught him, you're, like you can see it's a red card. In, in normal time, you're thinking it was just a rash comment, no malice. Young Andy Halliday did well though, as you mentioned, to make the goal for Josh Ginelli. Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, he, he's come in. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he if he plays um, tomorrow yep. against um, Celtic. Yeah, but Andy, Andy's a good player. He's he's been about. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what team Robbie goes with. Because I, I thought, I means them were speaking before we come on. I, I thought Hearts were were decent and. Um, they made a few changes, as we said, but looked to me if they had a lot of legs in the team. That's what we were speaking about. They could get about the pitch. And that's something, if you want to get a result against Celtic, you need to match that energy. Who's the fastest player you were ever up against, Barry? We'll ask you after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. So Gary Lineker won't be on Match of the Day tomorrow but Barry Ferguson is here tonight but it may not have happened, Barry, because you got a lot of snow overnight. Yeah, I woke up, my daughter woke me up and says uh, she was starting work at, at seven o'clock so I was up at quarter past six shoveling a bit of snow, Paul. And then I drove for them I'm yep. into, onto the motorway at Lark Hall and it was, there was no snow at all. Crazy old weather 
let's hope it doesn't affect the football of the weekend but thank goodness you're here I know it was mad some parts were thick with snow others were just minus five and freezing Stephen McGinn getting ready for the match on Monday it's Scottish Cup quarterfinal weekend (laughs) (laughs) if only I had a driveway Inverness good line Inverness against Kilmarnock tomorrow at 12.15 Hearts against Celtic Sunday one o'clock Rangers against Wraith Rovers and then Monday night 7.45 7.45 Director's box suite for us Barry for Falkirk Against Air United And tonight Huge game In the Championship Queen's Park Against Cove Rangers Queen's Park Let it slip away Last weekend Barry They were two up As we know And then it ended up 2-2 Yeah that, When I seen that They were two up um, But fair play I, I think Dougie Henry's done a, a brilliant job yeah. I know the, the, the bad result um, I think it was Air United Didn't they They were playing in, in Tuesday night um, 3-1 they get beat uh, but I, I think with the budget that Dougie's got down there I think he's done a, a fantastic job but Queen's Park need to get back to, to winning ways I still think Queen's Park will do it Paul if I'm being honest with you um, I was really impressed mm-hmm. the game I was at yep. um, a couple of weeks ago Hamilton against Queen's Park I liked the way they, they get the ball down and playing there was a couple of players I've got in loan that really stood out for me um, yep, so I still fancy Queen's Park to, to get there Scoreline tonight do you think? In favour of Queens, yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think it could be two or three. Stephen, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, having a good season, scored a lot of goals, so I think it'll be too strong for Cove. But probably just, I mean, Dundee and, and Queens Park probably have stuttered a bit in the mm-hmm. last few weeks, and they've gave hope to the Chasing Park and Patrick Thistle have, from yeah. nowhere entered the, the the debate again. And that's some game tomorrow, isn't it? at uh, Capolo Morton against uh, the Jags huge and, and if you're winning the league it's, it's such a hard place to go and win uh, Capolo uh, especially in games like that with so much importance on the line so if they can find a way to, to win that then they're certainly in the running who do you fancy tomorrow in that one? I as I'm saying that yeah. I actually don't fancy them to go down there and really? win I, I do I, it's probably from experience playing the derbies down there with St Martin and down there with, with Kilmarnock when you're having to go down there and win a game it's such a difficult place and, and Dougie Emery's Morton they make it so tough for you Barry what do you reckon Morton or Partick Thistle oh, tough one isn't it yeah, yeah. That, that, that is a tough one um, oh, uh, listen I'm, I, th- I think Morton going for I do. the ton yeah, okay. I know they had a disappointing result as I, I mentioned against their United but they want to get back to, to winning ways and there's um, they've got a certain way of playing under under Dougie uh, he's not got the biggest of squads either no. you, you look at you look at the bench um, I think he only operates with an 18 man squad or something mm. like that so yep I, I think Morton um, will get back to winning ways so back to Rangers then for the game on Sunday some of the headlines today I'm afraid Kmar Roof we suspected this Barry he's ruled out definitely for the rest of the season it's not a surprise yeah, we knew it was coming. Yeah, it's, what can I say? I mean, I rate him. I really like him. I think he can bring so much to the, the Rangers team, but he's just had this underlying problem with his calf, I think, for about a year or over a year. And it's just trying to get him back on. So hopefully this operation will get to the bottom or the root of the problem. Um, and then he can take his time because obviously there's a, a fair time to go until pre-season make sure he does his rehab well and then see if you've got a fit came okay, my roof mm. he, he can bring a lot to that, that Rangers team plus Cholak plus maybe a new number 9 I think, nine. Will, yeah. I, I think Morelos as I said I think he will move on mm. and I, st- I, I, I think if you want to win things you've got to go with three number 9s 
Would you still think Lauren Shanklin? I know he's very much at hearts, but you mentioned well, him two I've weeks always ago. said that about yeah. Scottish players. That a lot of clubs, well, not a lot of clubs, the old firm tend to you look down in England or go yeah. overseas, and I've got no issues with that, but I still think there's players in Scotland in the Premier League that, that are um, more than capable. I, I'm not saying they're going to come. Like if you're mentioning Lauren Shanklin, I spoke about Kevin Nisbet. Mm -hmm. I think they could do a job. I'm not going to say they're going to come and score 30 goals a season, but listen, they, they, they can come and, and do a job if needed. No doubt in my mind about that. Stephen? Well, the problem with that is, I mean, he's Hearts captain. You're looking at, uh, for the fee that it would require to get Lon Shanklin, you're, you're needing 30 goals a season, almost to justify probably the four or five million pound it will cost. Uh, on the KMR roof one, you can't help but feel sorry for him, but um, he, I mean, Rangers have to, if Morelos leaves, they have to uh, go and get a striker because they can't rely on Kemar Roof to, to be fat just in his, in his history Big Rangers fan is on the line it's Sean good evening Sean how, how you doing Paul how you doing Barry Boy and how you doing <laughs> Stephen's uh, John McGinn's brother <laughs> <laughs> Sean. and Paul's <laughs> um, I said I Paul at the start <laughs> no 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 no. sorry I meant Paul McGinn I would just mention all three players oh, sorry, what did I say <laughs> sorry brother I, I couldn't name Mixed up Was that many McGinn's and uh, stuff, I, You're, you're right So Sean What's on your mind Ahead of the game This weekend What are you thinking right. About Rangers right. what, <laughs> what I would say To um, Barry Right Barry there's a, there's a good thing Coming up like, Obviously See like the Rangers And Celtic right? See for the future Of Scottish football You take Alan McGregor Craig Gordon And David Marshall Right This is one question I'll mm -hmm. say to you And then I'll, I'll, Who's got to be The next Scotland goalkeeper And you take um, the heart striker out the picture and uh, Nisbet out the picture. Who's the next Scotland goal uh, striker? There's no other options now, and that's the worrying thing for Scotland. Where you go, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's true. I mean the, the three goalkeepers um, that he's that he's mentioned there mm. are top class goalkeepers. They're obviously two have retired, and Big Martian Griegsy and obviously Craig Gordon's out for. I don't know, another six or so um, month. I, I think the Scotland game coming up, I think it's Xander Clark. I think he's got to be given well, the, the opportunity to play. I, I think, think he's come he, in, I think, Sean, I think he's come in and done a good job yeah. for, for Hearts. Obviously, there's been a bit of pressure on mm -hmm. his shoulders because of Craig Gordon, what, um, the quality Craig Gordon brings. So I, I think Xander Clark will be given the, the nod. Stephen, what do you think? Well, I, I mean... My first thought when right at the start was about David Marshall, about trying to tempt him into coming back. But actually, um, Xander Clark's probably outperforming him at the minute. Um, so I think I would go with him number one. And talking about future Scotland strikers, I know Lyndon Dykes is out with, with the illness, but yeah. he's only 27. Shea Adams, who you'd say the current number nine, is only 26. So um, we're okay for a change striker-wise. Sean? Well, yeah, the striker option is uh, probably the best one because I think uh, any two strikers could play for Rangers. Tell I think they would walk into Scotland, especially Rangers. But uh, the goalkeeper, that's the only thing I'm worried about. Scotland going forward is uh, when David Marshall, David Marshall's probably retired. Alan McGregor's definitely retired. Craig Gordon, mm -hmm. it's just a worrying for going forward because... I just don't see, like, if, like you just say Xander Clarkner, he's the only one that's definitely probably got to be. It's just, I just worry about the people behind them. I think um, Scottish football need to get a goalkeeper sorted. I think, as I always say, Rangers Celtic should have a Scotland goalkeeper. They might not be number one, but somebody just option for number two, because 
it's it's the Scotland national team. Sure. We we worry about. I, I think yeah. the two. Well, they normally pick three goalkeepers. Yeah. The, the Scotland squad so definitely Xander Clark I think Liam Kelly at Motherwell yeah. um, and uh, is John McLaughlin he, he'll be available yeah. but John McLaughlin's not, not played playing. enough but sure. Xander Clark's yeah. the one and I know Kelly's been playing at Motherwell um, and he's picked up his form over the last um, last bit since Kettlewell's come into the, the job but for me I, I think Xander Clark's got to be given the, the, the nod and then there's also a young goalkeeper at, at Rangers that I hope he gets I know he's injured just now, young McCrory. I think Rangers should think about his future and get him out playing games of football because I think he could be a future Rangers number one. Yep. What's that? I'm the opposite for you. I don't think... I think... See if, we, like, see if I was um, McCrory the new, see if Michael Bill turned around and says to me, next season you're going out and won. I, I'm sorry, see if that was me as a goalkeeper. I go, you play me next season, I'll hand in a transfer request. I'd be out of there. I'm sorry, the guy's been at Rangers too long, been out once, you can't keep putting the player out once, the boy's 20, coming up for 24, I'm sorry, if Rangers put him out one again, I think they're disrespecting the boy, and I think if the boy goes out one again, he's going to need to find another club. Uh, Sean, Barry, Sean, he's not played enough football, he's been I, injured. I, I, so Barry, the... but he didn't play one time, can't keep going out one. Do you imagine, right, Barry, I'm going to ask you a question, say, you had a young, say I was a young goalkeeper at the Angels, just say Michael Barry, right? Right? And he was going out and going, and he'd done going about four or five times. Do you remember Paul would be as his agent? Maybe not his agent, but he'd talk to him. I think you might need to move on, Paul. You're not going to get a chance. There's times when you, need to, times when you actually need to say to yourself, am I, am I going to go to play or I'm not? Mm. I'm not going to be a sub a guy that just keeps going out and going. That's bad. That's bad mm. But the yeah. last time he was out and loan was at least over two years ago, and that was at sure. Livingston. Livy. Yep. How did he do in your... I know it was two years ago, Barry. Yeah, he, he, he done yeah. fine. But at that stage when he came back, then I thought, right, do you know what? Maybe that's the time to really push Alan McGregor. But at that stage, Alan McGregor yeah. was an absolute fire. Um, but I, I like him. I know, listen, he's no young anymore. He mm. is 24. But in goalkeeper's terms, you know what it's like. They can go to... You just look at Alan McGregor and Craig Gordon. I know course, yeah. Craig Gordon's injured, but they're 40 and 41. Um, but I, I do think... Next year, I do think they'll send him out on loan for at least six months. Stephen, do you know anyone with a Scottish granny or grandpa? Well, and Steve Clark, we trust. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. A, I'm, I'm yeah. sure they're, they're they're aware of the situation. It's not something they'll be um, they'll they'll love. That I mean, they want older goalies. They want a, a better standard of goalies across the board and in every position. They want, uh, but something they'll they'll be looking for. But I'd love to be a fly in the wall for Robbie McCrory went into the Rangers manager's office having hardly played a game for Rangers and said he's got a transfer request if you're not going to play me sure. well Sean had the script there for him uh, more bad news for Rangers today about Tom Lawrence yeah unfortunately Tom Lawrence had a, an, another operation which means he'll be back in pre-season he's a player that I really wanted to work with he's a player that I knew as a young player playing against my Liverpool team when he was at May United and I followed his career he's an international he started the season ever so well didn't he and, and, and showed up well and then had this uh, problem with his Achilles. He tried to come back. He was out trained on his own, but had some discomfort. So he went and see the, the specialist and it was, it, it hadn't repaired how he wanted. So he's had a little minor operation there and we're back in time for pre-season. Uh, I'll add on that as well. Kamar Roof uh, has had a minor operation. He'll be back for pre-season as well. So the decision was taken that with uh, the short amount of league games left, it was better to get these boys ready for a new campaign and, and they'll be important players for us come pre-season for sure. Barry, Tom Lawrence first. 
Yeah, it's a blow for him. He's not played since August, yeah. Paul. So long he's, time. Yeah, he's been out a long time, and it's pretty strange that now they're deciding to get the operation. You yeah. know, what I mean, I, I don't know the reasons behind that. Should that have not been identified six months earlier? Ago, yeah. yeah, but listen, what I seen of Tom Lawrence in the Rangers shirt, I was impressed by. I'd seen him plenty of times playing with Derby. He was a Derby yeah. captain, and the reason why I know that because obviously Wayne Rooney was a manager, and there was a big. Yeah, obviously it was a big stage because Wayne Rooney they'd been deducted a certain amount of points and they were doing really well and he was always stood out for, for Derby so yeah but it was disappointing to see that he's not going to be making his comeback but listen now he's got his operation hopefully Rangers can get him back for pre-season Sean you're on fire what's your score this weekend for Rangers Wraith Rovers I think, to, I think tomorrow will be 5-0 Rangers unfortunately I got that a day wrong yeah, Sunday. I'll go for Sunday I think Rangers will win 5-0 at Ibrox and Celtic tomorrow uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Hearts right, You're going for the Hearts Sean Thanks yeah, very much yeah. Barry Barry yes. I go. Is there any chance You can come to Rangers As a coach No there, I want to ask you something Is, there, is Rangers <laughs> Is Michael BLM Just spoke to you About the option Of coming in some Kind of capacity At Rangers Because Sean would like it No yeah. No but Sean Listen I, I've made it I've made it clear I'm, I'm just happy What I'm doing just but now if Michael Bill reproached you tomorrow, would you go in? <laughs> Straight question. Well, you, you know the answer. You don't need to ask yeah. me. Hey, get out and do a record tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and the Sun and the Glasgow Times. <laughs> you had a few whiskeys, yeah, Sean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Sean, thanks for Did calling. Sorry, no, you're okay. He's taking it easy. Sean, thanks a minute. He's, he's direct. Thank yeah. you very much. Ba- Barry smiled and then I think we got the yes. Yeah, he said a couple of wee drams, yeah. didn't he, Sean? But, how could you refuse? Seriously, if Michael Beale did say, Barry, come on in. Yeah, help, but help listen, me. I've been out now a year, Paul, yeah. and you know what? I, listen, I still love my football, yeah. but I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I'm enjoying going and watching it. So that's what life's all about, is it not? Yeah, absolutely, and I think you're happier on it. Yep, but exactly. The, that, yeah. that, that's what life Life's too short. Sure. Well, we don't want to lose you here, and I'm sure you're on a contract that wouldn't allow it, but maybe could you do both? That would be hard, Stephen, wouldn't it? If the club that you love and that you've supported all your life and then you played for and played for as an outstanding player and captain he hasn't really been replaced that would be a hard pull wouldn't it be hard to say no yeah it'd be really hard to say no but I'm a you I don't want to lose him I'm sure you don't want to lose your Saturdays going to the football with him either <laughs> our day at uh, New Douglas no, I've got Park. to get the pies involved exactly that's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lifted me over the, the... no he didn't it was a good day out uh, where would we be I was at Blantyre Vicks last weekend so it's yeah, l- yeah listen that's another thing yeah. and my my mate's uh, boy he's just signed with a junior team lab called Thistle so I, I don't mind the, I like the juniors I like going to all different types of football I was at an amateur game a couple of weeks ago yeah. watched my son um, so you can't beat listen football's brilliant at all levels far travelled aren't we <laughs> they're saying Lark called Blantyre uh, James is uh, gesticulating James doesn't work on radio I don't think Stephen where are you travelling to uh, obviously you've got the game I'm not sure what he's going on about but for you you go down to Villa Park and all that and we're we're at uh, at the Vicks he's asking me ask yeah. Barry if Ange asked him to go to Celtic to coach he would go where'd he go <laughs> There you are. Is it not due a break? Uh, not yet. No, we've got a minute and a half. James is on asking if Ange has. Okay, I mean that, that's ridiculous, isn't it? T- tomorrow, well, tomorrow I'm yeah. at the Orium training right through the football. One yes. of the beauties of not getting the Saturday at three o'clock right. is you can um, 
get you can follow all the football on a Saturday by uh, we're training right through the middle of it. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel, and on the Go Radio Business Show with Workflow Solutions. Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, Hunter and Hockey's special guest this week is Kim Berdeku, non-executive director of CyberArk Cybersecurity, a woman with a passion for mentoring future leaders, sharing her personal experience and uh, taking risk. She's also served as an advocate and an advisor for several organisations that promote women in business. So that's good news as we come to the end of the International Women's Week. So that's Sunday morning, Hunter and Hockey at 11am. It's 6.24 and a half, live here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Barry Ferguson, alongside Stephen McGinn, taking more of your calls. And we're looking forward to all the games this weekend. Place is buzzing. We heard from Michael Beale there, and that wasn't good news for Tom Lawrence, obviously, uh, nor for Kemar Roof. Ange Postacoglu has been speaking about the Hearts game tomorrow. You know, even if we were going in with the same lineup and they were going in with the same lineup, it's a cup game. It's a different sort of beast to a league game. It's away from home as opposed to home. So there's always, irrespective of the kind of lineup or formation or any of those kind of things, it's all, it's, it's a different challenge. As I said, leading into these two games, you know, it's pretty easy to differentiate one with the other because, like I said, there's you know, cup games have always got a, a sort of different. Uh, nature about them and, and playing away is different as well so you know we understand that we're prepared as we always do for every game that it's going to be a different challenge uh, tomorrow and understanding you know what what we can bring to that um you know and, and making sure that like the other night um a really strong mentality in in, in in playing our football and knowing that the solutions to whatever the challenge may be tomorrow and we don't know what that may be uh, we find within that context Barry, it's going to be some game tomorrow, isn't it? Twelve fifteen. What's that? Twenty thousand people at Tynecastle. What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I know. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to a, a, an exciting game. I, I think it's going to be a feisty game. Um, Tynecastle's a bit tighter than Celtic Park, obviously. Um, I'll be interesting to see what we Robbie approaches it. Um, does he go? the juggler or does he sit back um, and try and hit them on the, the the counter will he bring in the players that he rested in Wednesday night um, probably yeah because yep, listen they, they are big players and the experienced players the guys that he left out um, so yeah I, I think it's a cracking cup tie um, and for me it's my favourite stadium away from home um, in Scotland uh, there, there's no doubt there's going to be a a brilliant atmosphere so yep it's one I'm really looking forward to Joe Hart's looking forward to it too it's, it's, it's a good it's a good footballing venue that's for sure it's a good place to play um, a lot of passion a lot of support for the for the home team but again um, like we're, we're very lucky to play at this club and have the the travelling support that we get um, we feel confident and strong in well I've, I've felt felt confident in terms of support everywhere we've gone even to stadiums where Covid was an issue if you know, even when COVID was an issue, we had people supporting us outside the stadium. So, you know, as potentially passionate as the home crowd can be, we we always feel like we the our supporters have got our backs. He's a guy who's won just about everything in the game, but not a Scottish Cup medal. No, and and it'll be the one thing hanging over um, the Celtic team with with the amount of trebles we've had recently. It's now become a thing that yeah. can you go and do the treble as as difficult as that is, and it'll be really difficult starting midday tomorrow. Um, really interested to see how Hearts approach it. The one thing about the Celtic team and 
the all-conquering team at the minute is different teams have different ways of approaching it. Uh, I thought Robbie was really brave with how he went about it the other night, but with the players that he brings back, I mean, it's some of his best players, Shankland, Snodgrass, Kingsley, Smith, Barry Mackay, but they don't quite have the energy of, of to play that way. So I'm interested to see how he approaches the game tomorrow with it with the the big players coming back. If you were managing Hearts, how would you approach Celtic tomorrow at home? As I said earlier, engage the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, not unfairly, but when your first tackle, when try and get them on board, try and get it to to become a because some of the some of Hearts' best results over Celtic and Rangers over the years it has been a brilliant watch. The crowd's been. You know, sit down for ninety minutes. So they have to get the crowd involved and uh, and make it. It's well renowned for for being such a tough place to go. That's what it has to be tomorrow for Hearts. Here's Joe Hart on that. Uh, the wish, the desire to add a Scottish Cup medal. No, not at all. We, we... But he was asked about it. I'm not sure what the question was, but he starts with a no. But he would love to win it. No, not at all. We we don't prioritise, and we certainly didn't. Uh... We certainly don't take anything for granted. So whenever our guys get in front of you, we're talking about the next game. And cliche as it sounds, it is the most important and that, that's the most important one for us. And that's what all our focus is on at the moment. Um, we certainly didn't not win the cup last time because our focus wasn't on it. We just got beat. You know, football, that happens in football. It's proven um, we're going to do everything we can to, to put that right. And the team update today from Ange? From the other night, um, the only issue obviously is Dyson, who fair uh, say has improved. Um, he didn't train today. He was still working with him, sort of physios, but he has improved, and um, we'll I'll see how he is tomorrow. Fair to say, he's kind of 50-50 for it. Um, but everyone else uh, who played and the ones who didn't play, uh, they're all uh, fine to go. Barry, looking forward to that game as you said earlier tomorrow for Celtic. They would love to get the treble. Well, they won't be talking about it though, will they, in the dressing room, or will they when the manager's not there? No, you, you, again, you try and be as professional as possible and, and as George mentioned there, the old cliche, you've got to, you can't think ahead. Mm. I think if you think ahead, that's when it bites you. Um, they've got a game in front of them, a tough game at Tynecastle, and you need to focus on that. Um, and, and that's the, it's been clear from a Celtic point of view. If you hear, whether it's Joe Hart, Callum McGregor, whoever's speaking player-wise, and then the manager. It's all the same sound bites, and they clearly just focus on game to game. Barry, but we, we know that's going to sound bites, and I'm not going to come out and say, "Yeah, we're talking about a treble." Do do he's not talk about a treble? You've no. Won. Honestly, we we never thought that way. I, if it did get mentioned, I would try and put a stop to it straight away. Mm-hmm. Right. Because then you can think to a head and, well, oh, what was it going to feel like with winning a, a, a treble? I think you can take your eye off the ball. No doubt about it. Um, I tried my best. It does come up in conversation. I'm not going to lie, but you try and put a stop to it as quickly as possible and just say, "Look, you've got to respect what's in front of you, and you've got to try and take it game by game." Because I honestly believe if you try and look further down the line, it tends to do one thing to you. And they're obviously, yeah. I mean, Celtic players are obviously so good at it. Uh, I saw a start the other night that if Rangers had the points they had at the same stage that this season, uh, last season, they'd be three points clear at the top of the league. So that shows the, the kind of standards yeah. a Celtic team are setting, and they're obviously their mindset's really strong, and and they are focusing game to game. But I just mm. I, I can't help but think that they're sitting in the dressing room thinking it'd be great to win a treble this year, mm. wouldn't it? And uh, and add to that the trophy hole. And they I, could. Don't don't so, get it wrong. Yeah. It does come into your mind. They're only human. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. But you try and take it in blocks. I I used to try and do blocks. 
of games, whether it was three and four games at a time and then saying, right, this is where we can get to, this is where we need to do. But again, if you're looking two and three months down the line, I think it can come back and bite you big time. And of course, for Celtic, they could, if they win every game, all the points, they could have a world record. A number of points, Hall of Points for 38 games. Yeah, I mean, it's a scary standard. I mean, when you think of that day at St Mirren, when been the one kind of blot, I know they drew at Ibrooks, but the one time this season domestically they've not turned up, it's uh, seriously impressive uh, levels. So that's Celtic, that's the latest there from Ange and Joe Hart as well. Sounds a, do you know him, Stephen? Have you come up against him? No, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I was at Shrewsbury uh, on loan at one point yeah. and, and he'd come through there and they, they absolutely loved him there. They spoke really highly of him and then you hear Barry speak and obviously hear him in the press conference. He seems, seems so enthusiastic about, about football and when you look at his career, he'd been England number one, Premier League winner down in Man City and he just, he sounds like he's got another mm. 10 years ahead of him. He's that enthusiastic. He was, he was a bit younger than I played him but he was one of the first in and one of the last to go. He was always doing extra um, whether that was gym work or staying out in the, the, the training ground and that, that's one thing because obviously he came from Man City mm-hmm. and Man City wanted to go and get him that season the experience in the Premier League because he was Ian Mart has obviously been the, the number one but he, you, you obviously could see the qualities he had but you could see the work ethic as well that he had 75 England caps you don't get that for nothing do you? Amazing Well it, that tells me you're a top quality goalkeeper. Yep. The, th- the problem with goalkeepers, the problem goalkeepers have, sorry, is if they make a mistake, it gets highlighted sure. more than probably outfield players. Um, so he did make a few mistakes over his career, but if you look at all the top goalkeepers, they've all made mistakes. See, see when I first started out, goalkeepers were just goalkeepers. And it was... What do you on, mean? Like, they, they, were, they were rated on, could you come for crosses? Could you, could you stop shots? See now, it's, I mean, probably, well, it's seven, eight years now, but goalkeepers are kind of expected to take part in the little boxes yeah. and possessions now and they stand out like a sore thumb if they, if they aren't comfortable in the ball and it's, it is becoming a real kind of difficult position, one you need to have so many strings to your bow. And Joe Hart is... Yeah, it's about back man, yeah. just catch a ball, save a ball and kick a That's ball. it, yeah. But now they, they, mm. they take the short by kicks and then they've got to ping the ball 20, 30, 40 yards you can see the goalkeepers that are comfy with it and goalkeepers that are not comfy with we, it we, we've signed a, a player um, on loan from West Ham mm-hmm. and like one of our kind of tactics in, in one of the games recently was he would kick the ball for the first kind of 15-20 minutes so when we were working that through he said they'd kicked more kind of long balls than they had in about two years all in that kind of one morning because you're that used to the under 23s football and everything's coming in it's mm-hmm. short and mm-hmm. Back in the day, every single goal kick went as far as you could yeah. and you'd compete for the second ball. That was a sign of a good keeper, distribution-wise, wasn't it? How far? Yeah, it's, it's true. Like, if the goal went out for a, a goal kick for us, it was the back four get up high as possible <laughs> and then play in the opposition half. Now it's totally different. We were talking in the first hour about the fastest players you've played against or for uh, alongside you. Barry, you had somebody alongside you at training. Yeah, uh, and, uh, Rangers, it was probably Peter Lovengrand. No yeah. doubt about it, and I always said like the way that we were play- we played, we were a good football team, and I didn't want Peter ever coming to try and get the ball. Just come towards it and spin and use the the, the space in behind because his pace was absolutely electric. Similar to what Rangers are doing now with Sakala, they're using his best attribute, mm-hmm. and that's his pace. 
More news from Television Centre. Alan Shearer has pulled out of tomorrow's match of the day as well. So, so has Ian Wright and uh, Gary Lineker not on. And Sky believes it's because he's been pulled out of it. The BBC, I think, released something saying he's not doing the game tomorrow. So moments later, we heard Ian Wright and now Alan Shearer not appearing on match of the day. Here on the Go Radio Football Show... With Macklin Motors, Stephen McGinn is here ahead of his game on Monday night. Barry Ferguson as well. And we're going to hear now from Nicholas Raskin. First of all, talking about his disappointment um, at the cup final. No, I wasn't surprised because, you know, I knew the boys deserved to, to play. They, they went to the final, so they, of course they deserve to play. Uh, I think we, we all said about, uh, about that game, so that's why the game of tomorrow is, uh, is important. That's why the cup of tomorrow is more important because we want to we want to win something. Good he's answer, already. Barry. Sorry, he's saying that... I think he's just been nice and polite yeah. there. Um, the guys who got them in the final, I don't really buy any. I thought he was the best option to play. Um, and I was really surprised that when the line lineup came in, um, you asked for my team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I thought he was a stick-on because of his, form, uh, his performance uh, the previous week. Um, so, yep. I'm sure he's disappointed, but listen, mm. he's he's playing the game and he's no one to obviously make a headline. Sure. What about the chance to win a trophy? Yeah, of course, that's why I came here because I, it's important uh, as a football player to win a collective trophy. For now, I've lost two, two cup final, so I, I want to make sure that we, we're going to win the third one um, and then win more and more and more. That's, I think that's why I came here and that's the most important, yeah. How does he feel he's settling in? I think for me, eight or six is good. Um, whenever, whenever the coach wants me, I, I can play. Of course, I, I need to adapt uh, with the system the team is playing because uh, they have good connections. So I, I think we need to create uh, more connections with me. But I think long the time goes, we'll be better and better. Stephen, what do you make of him? What you've seen so far? He's only 21. Yeah, I mean, he came with a big reputation, um, really exciting young player, and um, and the bits I've seen, he hasn't disappointed. Obviously, what you like to see first and foremost, he always wants a ball. I mean, should be should be number one for any good midfielder. How are they want to keep taking the ball? They give it away, go and get it again. Um, and I think he'll be really happy with his start. Um, obviously, disappointed to miss out in the cup final, but I think he's made a real strong start. And Cantwell, how do you feel he's settling in? Improving? Yeah, I thought yeah. the two of them were really good. I thought Cantwell was was really good as well. Um, and what I like about Raskin is he gave the ball away a couple of times in Wednesday night. But no, I loved about it. He wanted to get it back as quickly as possible, and he wanted to go and get the ball after that. Um, so he's not scared to make a mistake. And Cantwell um, showed flashes, um, quick feet. He's uh, can go left or right. He, he looks to me if now he's starting to get up to match speed so yep two of them have been real good additions to the, the Rangers squad and the style Michael B wants to play as he's, he's still getting used to the way they play because if you are one of those deeper ones you're the one that's expected to cover for the for the uh, fullback that's going if it's Borna Barisic or if you're playing the other side it's James Tavernier your responsibility is to kind of fill in as that fullback but if you're the one up you're the one that's expected to get on the ball and on the half turn and, and make things happen so the fact he can play either or will be a big uh, help for Michael Beale. And Ryan Jack, who was player of the night, Stephen, he seems to be thriving again with those two. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's got that bit between his teeth. Yeah. He'll know that um, 
he's not he's not guaranteed a contract and, and he'll be wanting to make his Rangers career extend it I'm, I'm sure he will and he'll probably be treating every game like it's it's his last because he's just that desperate to get his new deal Barry would you be giving him a contract at the end of the season or is it still too early to say for Ryan Jack well in the evidence he uh, Wednesday night he, he was head and shoulders above everybody I've got to be honest with you and I think that position suits him where he, he doesn't need to go and run and close down he was just sitting in front of Davis and, and Golson a couple of times he, he made a run but Raskin was filling in for him um, and, and I mean, I, I'm looking at Ryan Jack and I'm, I'm forgetting he's only 30-31 yeah. Ryan Jack he's no what some people have said mm-hmm. to him ah, he's 33 34 and I, I quickly googled it and looked and he's no he's, I think he's 30 so there's still a lot of football played the only problem with Ryan is he has picked up a few injuries that's he, he suffered with no playing enough games but I've got to be honest with you the two of them in the middle of the pitch I've got a real good connection and every so often Barry every hour we check with you <clears throat> excuse me tonight Ryan Kent for you would you be giving him a contract for Morelos probably not right, we've yeah got that. I'm you asked me the question I'm swearing that yeah. both of them will leave mm-hmm. but I, I think Morelos more than Ryan Kent I, I think that the reason why is the rela- relationship with Michael Beal mm-hmm. I think his form's picked up so much um, over the last couple of months um, and listen I would be fine with him leaving because I understand people want to go and try something yeah, different sure. but also if he signs a new contract I would be really happy as well Stephen I'm just going back I'm just thinking about the Ryan Jack situation like Rangers know what they're getting with Ryan Jack when Ryan Jack's fit they, they know what they're getting so if they let him go they're going to have to go and re- replace a like for like the one is, is he robust enough to go and earn this new deal where he's always going to be available for games and I was going to ask Barry does would, would, what Rangers can I would they be thinking maybe because he's got a key part of the Scotland set up as well is that something they maybe encourage him to come out the Scotland thing to, to try and get more games out for Rangers Aye, for that, that rest period with that two weeks where you've got I don't know maybe what four stroke five international so, some of the breaks now you get three games in yeah, six, yeah, six seven true. days that may be something that he, he, he's looking at um, and that's when I'm, I'm when I'm looking at Ryan Jack there's no doubt he, He's um, he's more than good enough to play with Rangers. The only problem is, can he do that week in, week out? And when you're playing at Rangers, more often than not, if you're in Europe, you've got three games a week. Um, so it's something that obviously, I, I'm sure Michael Beale rates him. There's, there's no doubt about him. And, and the evidence of the performance that he's had since he's come back into the team, um, I'm sure Michael Beale would, would want to give him a contract, but it depends on can Ryan Jack go and play week in, week out? Um, and can can he go over the the injuries that he's had over the, the course of the last couple of years? Because there have been a few niggly injuries. Um, but again, look, I, I think he's I, I think he's um a real good player, Ryan Jack. He surprised me when, when Rangers signed him from Aberdeen, I was unsure, I've got to bonus with you. I was like, mm, I don't know if he can squad filler. Maybe. Yeah, I, I did, but some of his performances he's been exceptional and I think Wednesday night for me he ran the game on Wednesday night and if he can do that then I'm sure Michael Beale will want to keep him Scottish Cup weekend is here we're back with your predictions next The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go! That the weekend is here and there's a lot on obviously rugby as well Scotland against Ireland a huge game they're both going for the triple crown uh, yet yeah, that's tomorrow 
I'm not even going to ask Barry about the rugby because he's for the real thing, aren't you? The association football around the other shape of the ball. But Scotland have done well so yeah, far this listen, season. It's yeah. just it's not my gig. But I tell you one, yep. you've got to be tough to play rugby. Sure do. <laughs> yeah. Stephen, did you ever try it? No, no, no. never tried. Don't know. Is your, is your nephew playing? Uh, I, no, not yet. No. no. So he played. He played for Ireland. Ireland haven't played him for three years exactly. So he is eligible for Scotland because obviously his dad is my brother. So and I think John would like to play for Scotland, but not at the moment. Watch this space. We'll see. It's complicated. He plays for Ulster. He's their scrum half, but he's really loved. And as you know, I was in Belfast a month ago. People love him when you mention. John Coney, yep, he's uh, he was a good footballer as well. He's a Man United fan, so he wouldn't have been happy at the weekend. Barry and I talked about it on Monday. What about that result? Seven. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I play fantasy football, so I had three Liverpool players. So I wanted Liverpool to win. You know, it's quite competitive and in, in amongst us. But and I'm thinking one 0 Man United could still come back into this. What happened in the second half? It's hard to describe what happened to them. I, I, I just think what we spoke about earlier with Tynecastle is just these types of grounds that the crowd can just really get affect you, and and, and they lost their heads definitely. He's actually a big Liverpool fan because it's Michael Owen was his uh, footballing hero, but of course he uh, played for both of them. It just shows you in football. And I wanted to ask you what about Watford? So Chris Wilder this time last week they were saying he might be the new Aberdeen manager, and Billich is gone and he's in. Yeah, I mean, I still speak to one or two people yeah. down at Watford. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I don't know what the what the game plan is with, with these managers just changing them like that. Um, I don't even, what, what is the point in having a manager? Mm-hmm. Just have a head coach. I mean, they just change it all the time, but it's so different to the club. Um, I, I joined a real community club, but it's just, uh, we've lost a wee, wee bit. You loved that club, didn't you? Yeah, I just I, I joined the club. It was my first time away from my family and it was everyone that worked for the club was local. Uh, everyone real spirit, community spirit. I mean, they still got it. Still a lot of good people involved, but just this constant change of manager. You just never know where you're at with it. Were you and Elton John big pals and all that? Did he still come around, Sir Elton? Of course, he used to own the club. No, uh, yeah. well, the manager at the time, Malky, he was, he's quite close with Elton John. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so he managed, I think he kept all the comps for himself. <laughs> Big Malky McKay. Yeah, 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 of course. He was the boss, wasn't he? Saturday night was all right for fighting, wasn't it? At Watford. Terrible. We, uh, <laughs> speaking of fast... I knew something was yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fast players, we actually, we had a really fast player we signed from, from Rochdale, a boy called uh, Will Buckley. It only took you an hour and a half, but good, I'm glad I was you just did. thinking, just okay. thinking of Malky yeah. and he actually gave Will Buckley a rule that he wasn't allowed to turn back. Um, it was one of the things that as soon as you get the ball, you mm. keep going. I don't care if you kick it in the stand. I don't care if your cross gets blocked. Just you don't come and enter the play you just you get the ball and you, you travel with it <laughs> we were asking the question is anyone as fast as Dyson Maida or Fashion Sakala that would be a great thing for charity wouldn't it get the two of them to race Barry at the end of the season yeah it would wouldn't it yeah it'd be a fair a fair, yeah. um, a fair race <laughs> I wouldn't mind you could cover the insurance yeah, for it exactly <laughs> <laughs> indeed for the players um, and also what about John so Villa playing against West Ham West Ham finding it tough in the league but for Villa, more importantly, for John, yeah, um, on form, good, good yeah. win at the weekend, yeah. good win up at Goodison. Uh, John's back to his best at the minute, mm-hmm. so uh, loving that. I mean, he had, I think he openly admitted he he formed a dip to wee bit mm-hmm. under Stephen Gerrard, but he's back to his best now, and you can see he's get a real swagger back. And for your brother Paul, we'll just do the whole family bit. We'll ask about Lewis in a moment or two, Barry. Yeah, I'll just go yeah, now. Say, no, no, we'll come back family. to the Ferguson. Exactly. How <laughs> many? Um, so, what about Paul? It's what a turnaround. Oh, amazing! Uh, hats off to Stuart Kettlewell. What a job he's done. Obviously, 
gets the manager of the month and and they're not fully out of trouble but he's went in identified a, an 11 um, the, the front two has turned into a real good partnership and I mean I played with John Abeekin I know the quality he's got but one thing he's maybe lacking is that goal scoring instinct and Kevin Van Veen's got that so it's, it's a brilliant partnership and um, he, he's enjoying his football at the minute I, I think they've got I think they're clearly relegation now I do I know there's 10 points is it 10 points or 9 points 9 points I just think with that run they've been on um, since he's come in 3 wins in a draw I think that's um, that's got them out of it it's just it's the nature of the league it's such a tough league especially when you're down there and, oh, yeah they're in this good run and yeah it looks great with 9 points but the next game's Rangers so all of a sudden, if he, if that one doesn't go well, you're looking at scores at Motherwell. At Motherwell. Yep. So it's just it's such a tough league. It's such a competitive league that you you, you never feel truly really safe. Is that next weekend? Yeah, next week, yep. uh, Saturday midday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's phenomenal the change that he's made at Motherwell. People can't believe yeah, it. It's crazy. Jim Goodwin was hoping for that at Dundee United. I know they got a point the other but night. Stephen makes yeah. a good point. That I think the difference is two up top. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. changed the way they play a bit. They're a bit more direct. Yeah, they played with two wingers early in the season. Mm. Yeah, they always tried to get two wingers and a, and a striker in the team, but it just it looks more natural for Kevin Van Veen to have that big worker beside him. I, I don't think he's a lone striker. He needs certainly with Abika playing up up top. He's like a real physical presence, and Van Veen's a clever the, the clever footballer and the, the the finisher. But just with the two up top, it's, it makes a, a massive difference to to Motherwell. What about the SFA plans then for the restructure with the B teams? So Rangers B, Celtic B, Hearts B could win promotion. Either of you got a view on that? I know some people say, well, this is keeping other clubs out from progressing. What do you feel? Well, I'm I'm not really one that's dead against B teams. It doesn't overly upset me. It's not like, I mean, they're not well supported. Nobody nobody goes to, to, so they're not as if they're stealing fans from other clubs. Um, they bring their own challenges for for clubs in terms of um, like the 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 young their organised are really fit so you maybe play a real physical game one week and then uh, playing against a lot of young boys but I think any sort of change that I think there's a lot of good teams trying to get in the league and, and it's quite difficult with them in the playoff games need I mean I know Kelty struggled sure. to get in um, Darvo who are, are a real good side they get beaten the playoff from from Trinent to get out of the league so I think anyway we can encourage more promotion relegation Barry. You're in a unique yeah, position. You brought Kelty up. Yeah, and yeah. they make it so difficult. I mean, you've got to yeah, play before. four games before you get... You actually win your league and you need to play another four games to get into the, the, the league system. I mean, I, I'm okay with it, but also I've, I feel for the, the... There's real ambitious clubs in the Lowland League, west of Scotland, east of Scotland. Stephen mentioned one, he played against them. We've all seen the result that a, a team like Darvo got. Um I honestly think there should be if you win the league you should get promoted if you finish bottom of your league you should get relegated Back to the cup then Inverness, Kilmarnock you've both given us your predictions on that one Heart Celtic tomorrow Barry, 12-15 I think this is going to be a really close game I, I really do and I think there's going to be goals in it um, I think Celtic are just going to win that a goal 3-2 I'm going to go I think there's going to be goals in it 3-2 some game to watch what do you think Stephen? Yeah I think I'm. Um, well I'll not get to see it I'm no, looking forward sure. to watching the highlights yep. but uh, I I'll think it's, let you know how it's going <laughs> I think it's going to be the same score as the other night I think Celtic won 3-1 3-1 Joe Hart's been speaking about his star striker Kyogo um, I'm loving watching Kyogo play his football at the moment um, he's so important for us as a squad um, he's, a, he's a top player um, he's a really good guy as well I'm sure 
you know, he doesn't give a lot away. He's quite a shy character, but he really expresses himself on the football field. And I think us as a team, we spend that we, uh, it gives us a lot of joy seeing making him happy and the runs that he, that he makes. The team put a lot of effort in and defensively puts a lot of effort in. So, you know, numbers wise, not for me to comment. We'll see. Obviously, football is game by game, but in terms of enjoying playing with the guy, um, I can't speak highly enough of him. And then Sunday, it's the one o'clock kickoff. Ibrox still be 50,000, Barry, for the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it will be, be rammed after the, the performance they, yeah. they gave. It was a really exciting performance on Wednesday night. And I think Rangers, if, if they go out with the, the right mindset, yeah, I, I think this could be 3 4 nil Rangers. And the manager says he's going to play his strongest team. No, it'll be the strongest team. It's a quarter-final. It's important. The, the team set a standard in the last couple of games, the boys that have started. So as long as there's no issues, it'll be close to those two teams and the other boys will have to fight in training to earn their minutes. And if the game allows, we'll, we'll give people minutes. But this is a quarter-final, so we're playing it as if it's, uh, we're giving it the, the respect that it deserves. Scoreline for you, Stephen? Well, I think Rafe will suffer from Partick. Um, res uh, result at Ibrooks, I think they caught Rangers by surprise and I don't think Rangers will take this lightly. And, and I think, I agree with earlier caller, Sean, I think it'll be 5 now. I'll come to your game in a second or two with Barry. Inverness, Kelly, we've got the Kelly team. Walker, Mayo, Taylor the captain, Wright, Chambers, Armstrong, Donnelly, Polworth, Mackenzie, Vassell and Doidge. We'll give you the Inverness team shortly. What about that game? on Monday night Barry well we'll be together beforehand but Falkirk against Ayr we won't call Stephen just before the game will we the way we did with Mick the Darvel manager what kind of game are we going to see do you think I think Falkirk are a good football team Ayr are a real physical team I think that makes it an exciting cup tie um, and do you know what what an opportunity you've got to go to Hamden um, and the captain's sitting here so I'm going to go not just because he's sitting here I think it'll be close. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go two-one Falkirk. Any wee tip you want from Barry? I'm not going to ask you. You're obviously going in to win this game. Just so. go and win. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean we 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 spoke. I'm sure the other boys will speak yeah. year in year out. You could get to a quarter final in the Scottish Cup, and you would have to maybe beat a Celtic or Rangers, Hearts, Hibs. Um, the way the way the the draws fell to both of us, we, we've got a a real chance it's a winnable game for both sides and uh, something we don't want to let us pass us by see, you, the way, yeah. see the way I would look at it you might never get another opportunity yeah. to get a semi-final and play at Hamden you might be getting you might even miss out say first talking say Rangers and Celtic go through which we fully expect you might miss they two and then there's a chance of getting a final you know what I mean but the, the mindset for me is you might never get this opportunity again and don't let it go, by, go past you Stephen, we look forward to watching it on Monday night. We wish you all the very best. Thanks, Paul. We'll hear you in the programme next week, Barry. Thanks a million. That's all us. Right. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Yep. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it. Back on Monday at five along with Mark Guidi. Coming up next is Zoe. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! 
There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 